being sexy, being confident, being worthy enough to be styled, being worthy enough to put investment in yourself isn't going to come or go with what a scale says. Mm-hmm. Ever. Your confidence and self esteem is an inside out job. It's not, you're not going to get styled and then feel confident. It's the work you do, the inside work that does the shifting, right? What's up, lady? Welcome back to the show. Super pumped for today's episode. I have a repeat guest. She might be my first repeat guest, but my baby boo, Erin Miller, is on the show today, and we drip all the juice. It's a super exciting conversation. So Erin is a motherhood mentor and coach. And I asked her to come back on the podcast because as you guys know, I feel like I'm in this up-leveling situation between, you know, getting the closet done and just going all the fuck in and owning the styling as a self-care tool and as a way to really express ourselves and find our identities and reconnect with ourselves and like, just really hone in on building our confidence and using that as a tool. So I asked Erin to come back on the show to help me bust apart some of the limiting beliefs that come up that I hear repeatedly when I'm working with clients or talking to my friends or myself. And I wanted her to come help me because she is a certified counselor and she loves and is obsessed with cognitive behavior therapy. And that's how she supports her clients. So I was like, well, that's not my expertise, even though I see the value and I know the value and it's why I love style so much. You know, I didn't actually um, go to school for that. So I wanted to bring someone on that was an expert to help me dig a little bit deeper into some of those limiting beliefs. So she's a motherhood mentor and coach. This is her jam. I fucking love Erin to death. She's one of my just like favorite people that her authenticity is like, unparalleled for me. And, you know, my favorite people are the ones that I just reach out to on the internet. And then we just become friends. It's kind of like this intuitive hit I have of stalking people on the internet and telling them that we should be friends. And then we become friends. Um, She's one of those. I have a couple of those stories. But um, today's episode, we go deep. We talk about limiting beliefs around what's keeping moms from feeling sexy That one comes up a lot um, for women, and it's a really good conversation. And her answer, I think, will really, really surprise you. And how we broke that down will really, really surprise you. Of course, we also talked about waiting to invest in ourselves or to wear nice clothes or to do the things we want to do until we quote unquote hit our ideal weight. That's a common theme that comes up a lot for everybody, especially right now, you know, The world feels like it's trying to get back to normal, whatever the fuck that means. And it's not because none of us can ever be the same after the last couple of years. And well, if you're like me, my steps went from like, oh, we don't know, 15,000 steps a day to like 1,500. (laughs) And I'm just getting back into just even remembering how good it felt to work out. Now that's my story. And I know not everybody has that story, but I know that if we're not struggling or I don't even want to use the word struggling. Um, If we're not feeling like we're exactly where we want to be in our bodies, which honestly, I feel like that's a pandemic in and of itself for women. It's a hot topic. And we just talk about that. We just talk about clothes and how it's not the clothes and our limiting beliefs around this. And It goes so deep and it's so good. Like I said, Erin's all about that um, cognitive behavior therapy. So we get real into it. And she just shares like these really easy, practical ways to think and things to do to really shift out of some of that energy. So we had a good time. It's really fun. I think you'll be able to feel that 
um, as you listen to the episode and you hear us connect and talk, but I'm really excited to have her back on the podcast as I feel like I'm getting super, super clear on what the podcast is and how I can help women feel better in their lives, how I can help myself feel better in my life and what that really means and helping women open their minds around what style actually is. And that it's not flipping through um, Vogue magazines and it's not shopping. And it is flipping through Vogue magazines for me, but that's not everybody. It's really the self-expression. It's really the reclaiming of our identity and knowing what we like and what we don't like. And it's art. It's art for our bodies. Our bodies are a canvas and our personal style is how we paint that canvas, how we mold that canvas, how we... I don't know, I'm thinking of another art platform, uh, water paint, <laughs> whatever you want it to be. It's your personal self-expression. It's your art. You get to drape your body in fabrics and show it off however you see fit for yourself and for others. So super juicy to jump in to the episode. And uh, speaking of new directions and really owning it, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for sending in names and helping me really think through this um, kind of rebrand for the podcast and just refresh of the energy on the podcast. And like I said, it's really more for me than it is for anybody else because the energy, the intention, the podcast in and of itself doesn't really change. I just wanted to change the name of the podcast because I feel like I have so much more clarity. When I started the podcast, I was just in a completely different space and I feel like I've outgrown that. And I want to honor that. And I wanted to share the whole transformation live because that's what I've always done on this podcast is literally, if you've listened to this podcast for the last three years, it's literally been the transformation of my life. Like my grandkids one day, if they are so interested and intrigued by their cool ass grandma, will be able to go back and listen to whatever parts of my life and just know exactly where I was at and who I was and what I was going through. And I want to share that here openly and ask for your support and your help because it's scary to change. And a lot of times we feel like we're not allowed to change our minds. And one of my friends sent me a message and was like, oh my God, I can't believe you're changing the name of your podcast. And I immediately was like, oh my God, should I not do it? And she's like, I knew you were going to overthink that. And I was like, I know. And she's like, no, I think it's going to be awesome. Like it's going to give you this, you know, this fresh start, this worthiness. It's a new brick on my worthiness foundation. And for us, it's my podcast was the beginning of our friendship and our relationship. And we spent hours pinging names back and forth. And that's how we built our whole relationship, which now is a lifelong relationship. So I want to share here live so that if you needed the permission today to change your mind or to up-level or to feel like you've outgrown something, that's okay. It's a, You're allowed to outgrow things. You're allowed to shift things. You're allowed to take the pieces of what is working into the next phase of your life. And you have the permission and the right to do that. So thanks for sharing. Also, I shared some new names on the podcast and you guys helped me vote. And that was really, really fun. It's always fun when, and anyone listening to this that is new in business and maybe seasoned in business, I don't know. It's always funny because people are like, you should post on social media and you're going to post on social media and people are going to respond and like no one responds and you're like, this is dumb. Why am I doing this? <laughs> right? So when I posted and people actually responded, I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. So there was a couple of names that I dropped in um, Instagram stories last week that I've gotten from people and everybody voted on it. So just, I'm going to give a little update here. And then if you want to send me another DM or an email and let me know your thoughts, that would be awesome too. So, so far, the three names that were coming up were Bigger Than Me, Dripping Juice, and Styled for Life. And almost unanimously, what a fucking hard word to say, Everyone voted for Styled for Life, and I can tell you on another episode what that means for me, if that's the name that we decide to go with. And I got a lot of buzz around Drip and Juice, which I thought was really fun, too. 
But I kind of see that almost as like, instead of spilling the tea on the podcast or dripping juice around, you know, all the ways to step into your big bitch energy and live your best life, follow your dreams, whatever that is for you. So I would love to know what comes up for you in that space. You can DM me if you have another name or if you like any of those names on IG, Katie Allen Stylist, or you can always shoot me an email and we can be old school if you don't do social because, you know, that's definitely a trend I'm seeing too is a lot of people dropping off of social and I'm here for that. So shoot me an email, katie at katiejuststyled.com. And last but not least, before I hand you over to the conversation is... I have been talking a lot about this amazing style icon quiz I have. And if you wanted to like really get in touch with your identity and download it and see what your style icon is and how to dress and build that identity that has tons of style tips. And then it was brought to my attention that you can't download it because I had paused it. I don't know how that happened. So if you are one of the amazing people who tried to download it and it was paused, it is up now. So when you click through and submit your name and email, it should spit you back out the quiz. So if you're interested in downloading that, just a reminder, katiejuststyled.com backslash style dash quiz. Thank you, as always, for your support. If this episode resonates with you today, share it with a friend. Let's build this amazing army of women who are living out their dreams and building their confidence and lifting up other women. It would be greatly appreciated by me. And I'm sure if they're struggling with any of these topics that Aaron and I touch on today, they will appreciate it as well podcasts are life for me. It's how I solve all of my issues by listening to podcasts. And last but not least, like if you feel really fucking called to um, support the podcast, you could always leave a review in Apple and that would just like make my heart sing. So thanks so much for always supporting and I will stop rambling and hand you over to this amazing episode with Aaron Miller, motherhood mentor and coach, where we will bust up all your limiting beliefs around reclaiming your style and building your confidence and really unlocking your true identity. I will see you on the flip side. Hello, lady, and welcome back to the show. Super pumped because this is my first official guest after announcing, I haven't actually rebranded the podcast yet, but after just like announcing that I wanted to change the name of my podcast and go in a different direction. So I'm super excited to have Aaron on today to talk about that kind of fun stuff. So Aaron Miller, motherhood mentor and coach, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Yay. Yes. This will be our second time um, hanging out on the podcast. And Aaron has an amazing podcast that we will absolutely be talking about and referencing in today's show. But what I was really, really hoping, um, because Aaron's amazing. I listen to her podcast all the time and she just really, really shows up for me. And and I think it's just a really good person that can help me work through some of the things that I hear from a lot of my clients and I mm-hmm. feel it myself sometimes as well. So I wanted to get Aaron on the show today to help us work through our limiting beliefs mm-hmm. around feeling good in our bodies. And maybe we can talk about the word sexy a little bit because fuck if that's yes. not a trigger term. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so good. So if you want to take a second and just kind of introduce yourself and all that, and then we can jump in and talk about sexy. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thank you for having me back. I, um, so a little about me. I always joke that I'm a Leo sun, Scorpio rising, Aquarius moon. So I'm, and then I'm an Enneagram four type five. So I'm super creative and emotional, but I'm also like, I research everything. Like I, research everything. I need, I am the five-year-old 
who's asking why all the time. I want to know everything. <laughs> so I'm multi-passionate. I'm a manny-gen um, manifesting generator. So those who don't know human design, it's like your energetic DNA, your map. Um, and I, so my former life was being a school counselor. And when I had my daughter, I moved into um, starting my own business as a photographer. And I actually just ended that part of my life. So it was nearly 10 years of doing photography and um, I've now been coaching for four years. So I've really kind of circled back to that counseling work, but in terms that I like, I like being home. I like this virtual option. I like being able to reach far and wide and it all comes from a place of my own experience. So I have a ton of education and certifications and all the, the fun things that we, we look for those credentials. But I think one of the best credentials is your life experience and I've been through it. So and, and to your point, Katie, like when you commented that you also experienced some of those limiting beliefs, I think something that's so important to know as a listener is that you're not listening to two women talking who don't have limiting beliefs. <laughs> you know, even me who can share a lot about them, I have them too. So never listen to this stuff thinking that the expectation is to work away from them and never have them again. It's really just learning what your limits are and identifying them and be able to work with them and to challenge them a little bit. And that awareness is where we can really expand and grow as humans. But as humans, we have polarities and you are going to have limits forever. You're going to have uncomfortable feelings forever. You like There's no getting out of that. So I think once we have that awareness, we can breathe better and accept the good in knowing it ebbs and flows. So I love you so much. And this is exactly why I reached out to you. And I knew I was like, you know what, I am going to shift this podcast. I mean, it's basically the same thing. I personally inside just feel like I'm more focused on the content. And I was like, Aaron is a perfect person for that. Because that's one thing I love about you is a transparency. I was having fucking uncomfortable feelings, not about this podcast, but about something else I'm working on. And I was like, just one fucking day, just one day. And I feel comfortable. <laughs> Oh, I know. I mean, you ache for it. And <laughs> yes. I think that's part of what makes it actually feel worse. You know, it's like, it's like getting to the end of the finish line of a race, which I, I don't have never run a marathon. So I have no idea what I'm talking about, <laughs> but you know, that's, that feeling is where it starts to feel worse when you can like, it's almost, you can touch it, but you can't quite, or when you're trying to concentrate on something and your kid interrupts you, mm. like it pisses you off more because you're trying to concentrate on something. So like the harder we're concentrating on like just being comfortable and just having success and, you know, just having that one extreme in life, I feel like it makes the other extreme, the other polar end feel worse mm -hmm. because we're white knuckling, but yeah. when we just kind of go with the flow we can just accept each thing. Well, I don't know. You know, I can't do, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't, I mean, I, I'm an Enneagram four. I have like the biggest feelings. Like when things are uncomfortable, I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. And I whine like crazy. So I'm totally like not taking my own advice, but that's the joy. So much better to give it than to take it. Um, so two things, I was supposed to have an Enneagram type in this morning and, but my girl is sick, but she's amazing. And we're rescheduling. And I'm super excited to do that because I want to start working that in for my clients. Too. Yes. Oh, big piece absolutely. Of is your identity and like really yes. being so fucking close to knowing who you, who you are, not who you serve that it helps with the limiting beliefs. And so like, even this morning when I was having that feeling, I was like, okay, this is uncomfortable. One, I don't need validation from this person because that's my go-to. It's like, does this person think I'm weird for having, you know, for saying that? And I was like, okay, I don't need validation from this person. And it's okay to ask for what I want. Like I don't have, I don't have to just say, okay. And then, so I was like working through that and I sent a, my friend a message and I talked it out loud. I was like, this is great. And I recalled it and I sent another one and I said, thanks for not listening to that because I'm healed now. <laughs> and that's what that recalled message was. But just, Oh my gosh. I've learned that about myself is like through podcasting. Like if I can just say this out loud, it's like how I can physically move that uncomfortable feeling or that need to be validated by that person. And that need to be like, I'm allowed to ask for what I want, regardless if they agree with me or not. I don't need them to validate me that way. And I was like, Ugh. but that to me is the power of the knowing the limiting beliefs. It's like, they're always going to come, but the self-awareness, I guess. 
is no, yeah, a hundred percent. And I see that in in most women. It's interesting because this seems to be there are always themes. I'm sure you see it too, of things you're talking about, like with yourself and with your friends or with your clients. That there always seem to be these like threads of themes that run through, like overarching, but even like week to week. Yes. And that's one of the things that is coming up right now. Like even just this week of how. I think as women, like even those of us who identify ourselves as like ambitious and leaders and outspoken, and I've been like, I have all of those labels, right? But there's so much of me too that's very passive and flexible and like, let me make you comfortable, but I'll still look like I'm being a leader right now, even though I'm doing this to like, there are different ways of quote unquote playing small. So I think you know, what you were describing just now as part of that, right? Because then, and I think it's important to to allow yourself to go through those motions, like what you went through, because ultimately you went through it and got to the other side and that's where you show up big. So I don't think like when we label things playing big or playing small, it's not, nothing is all one thing. There's never all good, all bad, all big, all small. And I think we really get caught in those moments of like, excuse me, like I played small. So I am small. It's not true. It was a moment. It's like how you identified with that moment and that scenario. And then you have, then you just keep going. It's not your identity. And I think we do get really caught up in becoming what we experience in feelings Uh or context. So true. And that's something, and maybe we can even get into this today is like, our behaviors versus our traits, like the difference. And you can probably speak to this off oh, of a lot better than I can. But to me, a trait is more a personality trait, like innately kind of who you are. So like, I'm not a small person, but the behavior I just displayed with you was small because I needed X, Y, and Z. And that's something that's really been coming up for me around the style stuff. And every single person that's worked with me was like, shit, I thought we were just going to buy cute clothes. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, do you know me? <laughs> like, yes, it's close, but nothing about me is that simple or that surface level. Like it's all about going super, super deep and it comes up all the time. Do you want to segue into some themes? Yes, let's do so it. So two, I'd love to uh, talk about and you pick. I know he's mentioned the sexy one, but I get this comment a lot and, and it's come up for me a lot is, you know, I want to look really good, but I don't want to be too sexy. And then mm. that one is like, oof, now there's so many different angles we can go into that. And then the other one I get is, well, I really want to work with you, but I want to wait till I hit my goal weight. Ah, that one's so yes. juicy. Oh man. These are both so important. Yeah. <clears throat> my, let's talk about my throat chakra for a second. Really, this is an important conversation. <laughs> I'm getting so choked up. You you pick which one you want to go. I think we should try and hit both if we can. Yeah. But I'll let you pick which one you want to hit first. I want to go both ways. Oh my God. What if we I think they're kind of correlated at the same time because I think we correlate yeah. sexiness with weight. Oh, 100 percent Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about I want to hit my goal weight and then yeah. I'll you. Yes. Um, okay. So what I hear with this one is and I know I've, we've talked about it kind of behind the scenes, but this is the have, do, be, or be, do, have, which is a paradigm. So, and this is how many of us live our life is have, do, be. So it's once I have enough time, once the kids sleep through the night, once I lose enough weight, once I have enough money, then I can do the thing and then I can be happy. Then I can be confident. Then I can be sexy. Then I can be whatever it is. And all of us can confirm that you either sit and wait for a really freaking long time and it never happens. You never have the thing to do the thing to be the thing, or you do have the thing and do the thing, but you don't be it. You don't, which is money doesn't buy happiness. Yes. Right. So the having doesn't equal being always. You could ask, I was just left this again. I left this message for a friend that my son would argue that he's like, Oh, money makes me happy. (laughs) Like, okay. So the idea is to kind of flip-flop it, to be it, and then you can do, and then you can have the thing. And ultimately, like sometimes you realize I don't need to have that thing anymore. Mm. So 
be being sexy, being confident, being worthy enough to be styled, being worthy enough to put investment in yourself isn't going to come or go with what a scale says mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, gosh, think about like, I'm even in this space too. So I'm, I'm going to be 39 this year. And I'm, if I ate and worked out the way I do now when I was 20, I would look so fucking good. But at 39, I'm like, what's going on? Like, why does the scale keep going up? Like, why am I still soft? I don't understand. So I could so easily sit in this space of let me hide myself and critique myself and judge myself. And how often do you look back at pictures and be like, damn, I wish I appreciated myself then, you know? So we just live our whole life being mean to ourselves and you miss out on being and feeling the way you want to feel because you're attaching it to this external thing. Your confidence and self-esteem is an inside out job. It's not, you're not going to get styled and then feel confident. It's the work you do with Katie, the mm-hmm. inside work that mm-hmm. does the shifting, right? So it's it's very much inside of that paradigm um, that the shift can happen, but it is, it's really hard. You have to ask yourself, like, what does it mean to be confident? What does it mean to be happy? What does it mean to be strong and to embrace and embody? I think embody is the right word. Embody that now and put less weight on the outside stuff. So even like today I'm wearing an outfit that like I would totally, I think like here, here's a limiting belief. I would totally feel more confident in if I was five pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. especially in my midsection. And so I hesitated putting it on, but I was like, huh, I wonder what it would feel like if I just chose to be confident anyway. And yeah. I kept the goddamn outfit on, you know? And it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where I'm like, like pulling my pants up a little bit to kind of like tuck some things in or whatever, but I feel really good. I feel so much better than I would feel if I threw a sweatshirt on, you know? So true. That's what I was going to ask you is like for that person who's sitting there and say, like, that's great. Like I, that's one of my biggest challenges. I'm like, wear the shirt today and wear it somewhere to the grocery store to pick up the kids to wherever. Like it doesn't have to be because this is one of the biggest things, obviously COVID and so many people are like, how are you, how much is your business doing? I mean, are people getting dressed? And I was like, I think we all learned after a while. I mean, you're literally in your pajamas all day. Does that, do you feel like that's where you want to be regardless, you know, what you're doing and how you're showing up? I feel like there's a big shift where people are actually getting dressed to even be in their house. Like I do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, I started doing that before I fucking remembered I liked fashion. (laughs) That was my big thing when the pandemic hit and I was working with a coach and I, and she was like, what did you do today? That was different. And there was just this one day in April where I was like, the shit is not happening. (laughs) Like nothing. Like, and when I say the shit is not happening, I just mean like, I couldn't get my head to even think straight. And she was like, well, what was different today about any other day? And I was like, well, I didn't take a shower and I didn't get dressed. And then she said, okay, so every day from now on, that's all you have to do is just take a shower and get dressed. And it just made such a big difference. It was just like that signal to myself that, okay, this is a different energy because the clothes absolutely carry different energy depending on what they are. Yeah. And I, and even hearing that, I'm thinking like, when you do have that belief, when you hear yourself say like, when I lose weight or whatever it might be, challenge that and be like, okay, well just try. So we're not saying completely change who you are. And like, if you do wear the outfit, you're going to feel sexy as, as any, again, like I'm wearing an outfit. I know, I know that I would feel different if my body felt different, but I'm choosing to show up and feel confident and to walk with my, literally with my shoulders back and my chin up and all of that. And so, so I guess what I'm saying is again, it's not all or nothing. It's not like, we're not telling you when you get dressed, like you're going to walk around and you go from like, I feel like a zero to a 10 that might not happen. But what if you go to a three from a zero, isn't that better than zero? So to like challenge and try it on. See if you do feel different if you shower today. See if you do feel different if you just put some lip gloss on or some earrings and then fight with me about it. <laughs> you know? 
It's almost like when you were saying that, it almost makes me think about the emotional vibrational scale. It's like if you're at the very bottom is angry or depressed. I'm not really sure. And the goal is never to go from depressed to grateful or whatever the fuck the t- joyful. You probably know that scale it's, better than I do. It's uh, joyful. Good. There's another is it hopeful. I forget. I don't so know it better. It's than like you. the goal <laughs> is like, so I'm depressed. So now how do I move up for more angry? Whatever that word is for you. How do I get to the next step? And it's just about going up the steps. It's not about like catapulting from like you said, zero to 10. It's like, what's the next best thing? Wasn't it in Frozen 2 when Anna and Elsa were like, just do the next right thing. <laughs> the next right yes. thing. Just put on clothes. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think we're so obsessed with that. We're so instant gratification mm-hmm. that it's like, well, if I weigh this, I, I will literally not do anything else to feel good about myself until I lose a full 10 pounds. What about when you lose two pounds? You're not going to celebrate that. Like we don't celebrate ourselves at all. We don't celebrate any accomplishment and we stay stuck and in our same spot because if we can't leap to the end, it's like, well, I'm not going to fucking do it. And it's like, well, that why just take, take a step. You don't, you don't feed your baby every day, hoping that they'll turn to a 10 year old the next day. True. You feed them every day because that's part of what keeps the baby healthy and growing slowly. <laughs> a lot. You know? <laughs> yeah. It keeps them alive. Like, let's work on that. Yes. I've been thinking about it from this <clears throat> perspective almost as like working now. Like, it's always doing the thing you don't want to do because I feel myself doing this. Like when I'm really busy or I'm like on Zoom all day or I'm just in the whole client working, shopping, whatever that is. And I'm like, okay, just like, I'm tired. Maybe I stayed up too late. I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I can just wear something that reflects that I'm tired. And I was like, no, because if I'm tired, do I need to wear tired clothes? Probably not. Because if I'm tired, instead of pumping myself with caffeine all day, what other good things can I do for myself to make me feel better? So I was like, okay, so you're not going to put on the tired clothes. And my other favorite line that came to me this morning when I was in the shower, which is where all of my fun things come, is that casual and comfortable does not equal frumpy those two things are not mutually exclusive and that's another big thing i hear all the time is like well i just want to be comfortable bitch me too (laughs) okay i love sneakers it's probably why you called me right and i would never call i'm just being funny for the podcast but you know it's like me too i feel the same way and i frumpy and casual are not the same thing the frumpy is the clothes that I wear when I just like I'm sick or I don't feel good. And if I already feel tired inside, then why would I put on clothes that make me feel more tired? And to me, it's like working out. It's like, I'm super, super tired and I don't want to work out, but I know that if I actually go for this walk, I'll get, I'll feel better. And I feel so counterintuitive, but it's like the thing that you don't want to do is like the thing that will actually make you feel better. Am I way out of pace with this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's what I'm hearing is you're taking action and that's, that's the whole point. And that's where we really, we get stuck in our thoughts. We ruminate and like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to dress like that. I'm not worthy to do that, which aren't the words we typically say, but like, so ask yourself, well, what would it feel like to take one step? What would it feel like to walk for five minutes? Then ask yourself, how do I feel? And you know what? If you feel like shit after you took the walk, okay, that's great feedback. Don't walk. Mm. If you feel ridiculous and more self-conscious because you have big earrings on, great feedback. Don't worry, there's earrings again. But like, don't tell yourself, I can't, if you haven't even tried. You know, what would you tell your kid if you were telling them, like, ride your bike, it'll, like, you're going to feel amazing. And they said, no, I can't. I need to wait until I'm two inches taller. You'd be like, what? Why? Like, why? Just try it now. (laughs) At least try it. Like, don't, don't, like, tell me you can't after you show me you can't. You know, take a little bit of action and see how you feel. And there's no wrong, there's no wrong decision. Everything is feedback. So it's either feedback to confirm this is amazing. I feel good. Let's keep going. Or it's feedback to like, this does not feel aligned. Let me try something different. That's a really, really, really good point. And something I've been trying to lean in more and more is like, instead of just, that's one of the, my biggest life lessons at the end of last year was that nothing is black and white. I used to be a really black and white thinker. And I was really like, if it's my way or the highway and like, maybe I've matured a little bit. And 
that's something I've really been trying to lean in, lean into. And it's a game changer is like, okay, I've never actually worn, you know, the orange shirt. And I, I just told myself over and over and over that I just don't like it. It could even be, here's one that I was telling somebody the other day, cause I have gained 20 pounds in the pandemic. So believe me, I'm right there with everyone around like the let's gain the, you know, let me wait until I hit my goal weight, which is why I think it's super top of mind for me. And probably why everyone's saying it to me is cause it's being reflected back to me. And I had this one story going in my head that I had no pants because I stepped on the scale and I had gradually gone up and I was like, I have no pants. And then one day I was like, well, I have to see because it's getting cold and I need to put on pants and I put on a pair of pants and they fit. And I was like, well, that's weird. These pants fit. And I was like, well, shit, maybe the other pair of pants fit. And then by the end of the day, now I have like five pairs of pants. But in my mind, Erin, if you would have been standing in front of me and inviting me to go somewhere, it was facts that I had no pants. I mean, it was a literal fact in my mind that I had no pants. And it was just this aha moment for me. I was like, this is how limiting beliefs work is that we have just literally told ourselves something so many times that it turns into the belief. And it we mistake it, mistake it for a fact. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And really it kind of is like, you could argue that it is, it's your truth, not yeah. the truth. Right. Yeah. And it's all connected to, so there's, there's a triad that, and it's all through CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. And the founder of this is Beck. And I think it, he founded cognitive behavioral therapy. I think it was in this 60s. Um, and it's really like one of the coolest approaches because it puts the accountability on the client and on yourself. And it just makes sense. And it's just connected to like how the brain connects with behavior and all of our belief systems and our thoughts. And essentially like you have a thought. So there's, there's two different triads really, but so the main one is the thought is about yourself. I'm fat, right? I've gained too much weight. And then it, then that extends out into your world, which is, I don't have any pants. <laughs> so that's, that connects to your world. And then it connects to the future of like, well, I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. I'm not going to have any clothes that fit. I, you know, I'm whatever, like into the future that it goes out into. And then that kind of circles back and confirms like, cause I'm too fat and it like circles mm-hmm. back. And likewise with your, so with CBT, it is your thoughts are connected to your behaviors, which confirm your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And it really comes back to, and I bet you could dig into this and you could probably find this with every single one of your clients. I do. We have a whole module on this in my, in my academy is that by the time you're age seven, and I'm going to share all the moms listening, do not freak out. This is going to happen. Even if you were like literally the perfect mom, you have done nothing wrong. This is a part of being human that by the time you're seven years old, you have solidified in your synapses and your little seven-year-old brain, a core negative belief. And there are only a few and they're typically like, I am not enough. I am not worthy. I'm not lovable are like the main ones that you hear. So for me, I visualize it as like, that's the iceberg under the water. And then your limiting beliefs, or maybe it's, maybe it's a rooted system. Maybe it's a tree. I don't know, but it's underneath the ground. And then like all the branches that come out are all the limiting beliefs that stem from that. Right. So if your, your core negative belief is I'm not worthy, then all the branches are because I'm 10 pounds overweight. I am not worthy. I can't invest in styling with Katie because I'm not worthy. And it all stems back to this. So if if your core negative belief is I am not worthy, and then your thought is I can't do styling until I'm 10 pounds less, then your behavior is I'm not going to do anything for myself and I'm not going to get styled. And because I'm not styled and I feel like shit, I am not worthy. Mm. And it all feeds itself. So I always call it like throw in the wrench. And this is the action that we were just talking about. So challenge that thought a little bit. And this is where affirmations can get a little funny because if you live in this place of like, I don't feel worthy enough to... Uh, and maybe these aren't your actual words because this is deeply rooted and we, we've we done a good job hiding it, but we act from it. <laughs> you know, if you don't feel worthy enough to do something like that, um, you're, you're not going to, and you're going to continue to move in that cycle, but you, you don't want an affirmation. That's like, I, I need to wait until I'm 10 pounds less in order to do this styling. 
you you might say instead of saying like I am worthy to invest in anything I want to doesn't feel truthful. That's like your brain's gonna be like that's bullshit. We have functioned for thirty five years in a place of you can't buy anything for yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's saying something like that feels really hard, but I'm learning that this is something I can do for myself. Let me start with buying myself some lip gloss. Like let's tip our dip our toes into this, right? And then that's slowly where you begin to make changes. And so like, maybe you didn't invest with Katie yet, but you did decide I'm going to buy lip gloss and see how this feels. And then you're like, wow, this feels really good. You know, the behavior is you challenge the thought, like I'm going to try, I'm going to take a little action. You bought lip gloss. That's the behavior. And it circles back. It challenges, like maybe I am worthy because I do feel really good. And when you do this over and over and over again, it begins to change the synapses in your brain. And then you're going to hire Katie. (laughs) Even when you haven't lost 10 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is magic. And it's so true. Like, I'm thinking of like so many other examples in my life. Like as you were talking, I was like, and I'm redoing my closet. And which has been such a transformation for me. I've been talking to the person that was going to do my closet since like in November of last year. And oh, wow. put her off and put her off and put her off because I felt, and finally when I was doing it, the three feelings that came up for me and one of them was I wasn't worthy of it. I wasn't worthy of a the closet that I really wanted. I wasn't worthy of spending that amount of money to get my closet redesigned. And I bought myself a mirror <laughs> for my bedroom. And I was like, fuck this, I'm doing the closet. <laughs> Cause I was like, this is so dumb. Like, why am I like holding myself back from this? This is exactly how my clients feel. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And taking that little action of buying something a little less mm-hmm. it can, because you've already done so much work on yourself. That's probably why that catapulted you like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I am worth this closet might still feel a little uncomfortable, but it's when we continue to move through and, and also recognizing like someone from the outside might watch you and be like, well, Katie's worth the closet, right? Because they don't see you moving through your own limiting beliefs. They don't see that it's still uncomfortable for you. And this is, this is part of highlight reels, which isn't any shame like this. That's just part of being human. Like we're not designed to share everything, but it's important as a consumer to remember that's not the whole picture. And you are just as worthy as Katie. She did her work to get the closet. So if you want the same closet, you have to do your work too. And I'm talking inner work, not inner work, Mm -hmm. work to bring money in or whatever, you know? It's always the inner work, isn't it? It's always the inner work. And I talk about that on the podcast all the time is, um, Last year when I had accidentally popped up pregnant, remember that, Erin? <laughs> I do very well. <laughs> I do. And my inner world was rocked to the core. And I it was just so reflected back to me on like all the thoughts. And that's also when I realized that nothing in life is black and white. I mean, I people have said to me that nothing's black and white, and I've worked on that. But that was definitely the moment where I realized, okay, it's not. I give in. And I just saw that reflected back to me, like in so many different ways and so many different parts of my life. It was like the biggest aha, like spiritual thing. And I was like, oh my God, it's always how I feel on the inside. It's always, no, no matter my kids, my business, my friendships, myself, my, it's always the inner work, which is where someone like you comes in and helps us work through that. Yes. And I have my people too, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So juicy. I love that thinking triad so much. Like the way you were explaining that, I was like, okay, okay. Uh, That really comes, that really, really, really resonates with me. Do we have time to dig into sexiness? I don't even know what time it is. Yes, sure. You tell me. Let's, so those two things to me kind of, um, and I could go so many different ways with this. Those two things kind of um, relate to me a little bit, but that's another one that I'd love to just like kind of open this conversation up. Cause I've been thinking about it again in the bathroom shower where I have all my great thoughts around mm-hmm. what the word sexy means. And there's so many reasons why women don't want to be sexy because we're taught that you can't be sexy and smart at the same time. And we've been joking about this. That's why I've been like posting all these pictures from New Orleans when I showed my boobs at one time, because it's the most uncomfortable picture that I currently have. And it's not true. I can be sexy on a date night if I want to be, 
and still be a powerful woman in my own right, whatever powerful means to me. And I think that's the source of a lot of it. Um, some people, it's just truly just not their identity. They've just, they really don't like, but there's always a little piece of me that's drawn to that. Um, so I'd love to just talk about that in regards to almost like motherhood. I'm sure this comes up for you a lot, mentoring moms, is I feel like there's something that happens for us from the maiden, right? We're not, we don't have kids, then we have kids. And then all of a sudden we're not sexual beings anymore. And that's, I think where that sexy comes in for me. And again, I'm only speaking from my own experience, even though I had to be a sexual being to become a mother, (laughs) but now all of a sudden I'm not. And like how that shows up again for you in your style, in your life, in your relationship. Um, Yeah. Let's dig into that. I don't even know the question. My brain is going everywhere right now. I'm like, where, where do we take this? I so okay. Oh, the, the oh man. One thing for me is I at this point in my life because of all the work that I've done is sexy doesn't equal sex. It equals femininity. Yes, I love that. I also think sexy is an inside. It's being sexy. It's not externally appearing sexy. I think that's mm-hmm. also really important to connect to connect with. Um, Yeah. I think those are like the two. So one thing that I see through the work that I've done on myself and a lot of the women I work with, and I'm sure you experience this too, is that we culturally have not been able to embrace what a divine feminine energy is. There's wounded, and this can get so complicated and I'm certainly not an expert on it, but you like, once you understand it, you see it everywhere. Like wounded feminine is someone who's like clingy and whiny and indecisive and, uh, and, and that's what women don't want to be. Right. So the only way we know how to be something different is to then act like a wounded masculine man. Yes. Uh, well, I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to hustle. And this is how I can show that I'm strong and neither of them are good divine masculine and divine feminine are where it's at. Right. And it's just, so it's really hard to, and again, that's people might be listening going, well, well, this is like a whole different podcast episode. Right. But (laughs) if you even, if you're, if embrace your Enneagram five and you go ahead and put that in a search engine, you'll see like amazing stuff come up. But I feel like sexy to me, isn't even like, okay. If you feel uncomfortable with, with low cut shirts, wear a lacy bra under your clothes. No one has to see it. No one has to see you're sexy. It's about being sexy. And again, that doesn't have to equate to sex. Mm -hmm. It does not have to equate to intercourse. It's about, it's an energy to embrace. It's a femininity. It's a flow. It's, it's connecting with yourself as a woman. And I think we are so scared to do that because everything about being a woman we've been taught is gross, disgusting, and weak. Yes. Like, ew, you get a period that's gross. Don't talk about it. You're getting your period, you're hormonal. That's gross. You like it, childbirth is even like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. And you show men, you know, men passing out and like all that. And it's like, it's really fucking beautiful. And it sucks that our bodies have been regarded as gross and something to hide and be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's definitely it's a, an energy to um to feel it's to be, and it doesn't, it's not giving away your power. It's not saying come hither. I'm vulnerable and opening my legs to you or anything like that, or showing yourself to a community and people as inappropriate or, you know, whatever these women are attaching to it, it can be very private and your own journey and what feels sexy. Mm, That's a really, really good way of explaining it. Thank you so much for that. It's just, Every time someone says it to me, I always wonder like, okay, what does that mean for you? Because it can mean different things for everybody. And especially right now as we transition into warm weather. And if anyone that's fallen along with just like spring trends that are coming up, skin is in, right? We've all been stuck in the house for three years. It's one of the big things like it's coming in. I think it ebbs and flows all the time. And it doesn't mean that you have to walk around showing your midriff, but even like cut out shoulders, one shoulder, like all these things. And it's, it is really just about like showing skin. And when someone says to me, like, that's the comment that I feel like comes up for me. And it's not always clients. It can be just, um, anytime I'm networking or talk anywhere. Um, it can just be like, well, 
I don't want to show my skin. Um, I don't want someone to think I'm sexy. And I feel like that's where I hear it the most is always connected like that. So that's a really beautiful way to think of it. And when you were talking and you said periods, it made me think about that's what I remember when I decided to go off the pill and I was like, okay, I'm going to like embrace being a woman. I'm going to embrace my cycle. I always had period underwear and they were always gross, old, stained period underwear. And I was like, nope, I'm going to get sexy, whatever. I mean, whatever that means for me, what that means for me is briefs <laughs> that were pretty colors yes. <laughs> and they're from thinks. And I've talked about this like a thousand times on the podcast. And even though I'm bleeding and I might be a little crampy, still haven't mastered that part of it. I don't need to wear, you know, dog hair covered, holy underwear. I'm allowed to wear quote unquote, sexy underwear. And that was just a life-changing experience for me. And now my underwear drawer has no ugly underwear. And that was way before like wanting to be a stylist or remembering that I was a stylist and any of that. And that was just, just like you said, it was just taking the action. That was the one biggest thing that helped me connect back to being a woman in my cycle. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because I've recently done a, um, an underwear drawer overhaul and have there was, I remember there was a TikTok um, of a girl saying like, how often should you get new underwear? And she said something like three months and then people would attach to it and be like, what are you talking? Like I saw underwear from like four years ago. And so true. We all do. I don't know. Three months seems kind of like outrageous and expensive really, but to me. it's <laughs> yeah, but it's such an easy way. Like there's some great stores for the five for 25. Like tell me you, I know you just dropped 25 bucks at Target. Like you can get yourself some new underwear, you know, and just again, see how that feels. It's not a super big investment and just see how it feels to do something simple like that. But yeah, it's totally embracing being a woman and it's hard. And we've been taught for a very long time that it's not, we haven't been shown and modeled what it's like to be a strong woman and what that actually means and looks like. It does not mean loud. It does not mean aggressive. It does not mean bloody. It does not, you know, all those stigmas and stereotypes that we have in our head doesn't mean any of that, but you have to ask yourself what it means. And I love that you're asking your, your women too, like, what does that mean to you? If I don't want to show skin or be sexy. And mm-hmm. I think it's really digging underneath, like what belief is that attached to? And, you know, it's never pushing someone out of their comfort, but challenging them to um, push them into discomfort inside of their thinking mm-hmm. to see what that means and what that looks like, because there's something underneath that. It's not just about showing skin, all of our stuff. Like I said, all the branches of these huge trees that you see that are 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, all come back down to the same place. And that's like, then you're going into like inner child work. It's all fun. It's really fun. So, I think it's fun so too. hard. It's such hard, uncomfortable work, but it is. What happens when you get to the other side of each part of that work is pretty cool. I think it's super fun too. So kind of expanding on that topic, I just remembered um, a question that someone had asked me one time because some people want to show skin and they won't. So here's the yeah. flip side to that, right? So I will never forget, I was on a um, call giving a presentation around you know, feeling confident in your closet and styling tips and things like that. And then we opened it up for questions. And whether I answered the question good or not, that part I don't really remember. I hope I did, fingers crossed. Um, but the question was, I want to wear my sports bra and my leggings in the gym, but I just don't feel comfortable. You know, like what kind of advice? And I honestly, I've probably suppressed what I said because it probably wasn't that good. <laughs> but how would you answer that question, Erin? Because there is the flip side to the woman who doesn't want to show skin. Maybe you really don't, but I think this goes back to what you were saying, like trying it on, but there's also women who are like, yeah, I've been challenging that belief for myself recently. I'm just in a different season of life too, right? Like my kids are getting older and I'm really reconnecting back to myself. I have a little bit of free time to now to think about different things. And I'm like, okay, like who really am I? And whether or not I want to show skin, I couldn't even really clearly answer that for you, but So the woman who's thinking like, yeah, I do want to do this. I am proud of my body. I'm proud of my stretch marks and I want, and I don't care what people say, but I'm just not quite ready to actually make the leap. What what would you say to that? Or like, what, how do we move through that? How do we just wear the sports bra to the gym? 
that then just do it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> now, you know what I was going to say is that when, when you said, I don't care what people think, I just want to wear my, I immediately was like, yes, you do. That's why you're not wearing it. And that's exactly why I don't wear just my sports bra at the gym. So I'm sitting here kind of laughing because like, again, you know, when you hear women like us talking on a podcast about this stuff, we haven't mastered it. Like we might not know more about it than you do, but we're integrating it also. And, and it's even like what I talked about with my outfit today. That's part of what I talked about. Cause I'm physically very comfortable in this outfit. I don't feel like anything is digging in. I'm not, I'm not uncomfortable. So I asked myself, well, then why don't I want to wear it? And immediately I heard, because you're worried people will think that you like shouldn't be because yes. oh. it's too tight on your midsection. Right. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, okay. I don't give a shit what other people think about me. <laughs> I mean, I do, we all do. Yeah. It's something you want to consider, but like, I'm not, I get to live my life. I I get to live inside of this body. And some person who sees me at the nail salon this morning, if they feel like I shouldn't be wearing this outfit, that's, that's their problem, I guess. Like, I don't even know you from Adam. So I can't have, it's really deciding like, where do you want to place your power? Like, Mm -hmm. do you want all the people you don't know to determine how you're living your life? Like that doesn't feel good at all. So it's really just asking yourself if you're physically comfortable. And if you, you know, confidence, if you're sitting around waiting for confidence, you will be waiting. It's again, that have to be, be to have. And part of confidence is taking action and you will build it. So maybe it's going to the gym with um, a sweatshirt on and your sports bra. And then when you get too hot, you can take it off and then maybe wrap it around your midsection. So it's kind of like baby steps into and begin to feel how that feels. And if it feels good, continue doing it and know it becomes more and more confident. I mean, can you remember how you felt on your first podcast episode? It probably oh, didn't feel like this. I was right? just thinking that I use like, that analogy everything in my life. Yeah. Starting time. It has been the single biggest teacher to me. It broke every limiting belief I had about every part of my life. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my God, like I could, I would have never even, that's how we even became friends. I just reached out to you and said like, Hey Aaron, like let's podcast swap. I would have never done that. I mean, I was probably already podcasting for a year before I even did that. I would have yeah. never, never. That's such yes. a good. So yeah. another limiting belief popped up for me, but I think ultimately what I'm hearing is like, it's just the baby steps of the action on whatever that thing is that we kind of really desire and like tapping into like our self awareness. Or like you said, it didn't, it's not physically uncomfortable. Thanks for bringing that point back around. It's like when I was talking about like the front doesn't equal comfortable. If it's physically digging into your body, no, please don't. That's not adornment. That's not embodiment. That's doing it for the wrong reasons, but it's physically comfortable. It's just, I'm emotionally or mentally uncomfortable. So like, what's that baby step? No matter what it is that we're running up against. And then tell me, does this apply to this limiting belief that popped up? I was like, why all my limiting beliefs that I can only think of too? I'm too old to wear that. That's my other favorite one Mm, is I'm too old to wear that. Or moms don't dress like that. That's my other favorite one is just like, and I do believe on some level, this is kind of shifting. And when people say that to me, this is my, this is where you can t- coach me. My favorite answer to that is like, well, JLo's 50. <laughs> so she I can know, wear it. God. You can wear it. <laughs> I, that woman, I look at her. I'm like, how, how she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, and you know what, here's the thing. Some people, I mean, do you remember the whole Super Bowl scandal that happened like seconds before COVID? So we forgot about it real fast. But when she wore like oh. people were pissed because they were like, oh, you can see your vulva on screen. Like, I don't want that. She didn't care. Like she, mm-hmm. she was like, then don't look, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she's not. And I think that's part of what's scary is that when you fully embrace yourself, I'm, I'm going to tell all of you right now, never in your entire life is everybody going to like you. <laughs> so you need to like you and own that and know that not everyone's going to love. And the the more you embrace yourself, I think, especially as a woman, the more we open ourselves up to criticism. And I think that's what's really scary. And that's the discomfort. Um, so I understand that. I get that. But I also sit here and quite frankly, I don't even know what it looks like to dress like a mom anymore. So I would ask that, like, well, what is that? Where did, who told you that? Like, what book did you read that said, this yes. is exactly how moms dress? 
And like, well, but then how does Katie at 40 dress? Who's, who's telling you? Yeah, oh, <laughs> do it. <laughs> yes. I need an no, extra but like, to prove. <laughs> I know, right? It's, uh, I don't know. It all comes back to, I think, our fear of judgment as mm-hmm. well. And then that continues to feed into these, that limiting belief. And that's another question I ask myself all the time too, is, is this really true? Yes. You know, if, because do, and do I know that I don't know? No one has outright judged me today. So, how do I really know (laughs) if someone is judging? And someone might outright judge you. Someone might leave a nasty comment on your, then you block them. Yeah. Right. Like you have the right to set boundaries. You have the right to not receive things if someone says something to you in a certain way. You don't have to internalize everything around you. But that's, I don't know, that's, I could just totally go into the weeds with that. Cause that's part of being a woman too, is being a nurturer and making everyone else comfortable. So to all of a sudden make choices for yourself and say, well, if you don't like it, don't look is terrifying. But again, we have to build confidence in baby steps and we can only do it through taking action. Yeah. That absolutely doesn't happen overnight. Um, full transparency that my husband and I got in a Decent fight last week. Not, you know, like argument bickering. And for the first time in my life, and this is like three years in the making of me taking three years of baby steps. And I heard myself say, well, sorry, I was just thinking about myself. And I was like, shit, who are you? I was like really proud of myself. Obviously, I there was pieces of things where I see that I could have communicated better. And where pieces of that were, you know, I was wrong in certain parts of it. But I was like, oh my God, I really did that action solely because I was thinking out, out for myself. And then as a woman, it, obviously we've been married for a long time. So this argument has many layers to it, but <laughs> that very one specific piece. And I don't know if this is how he felt in the reaction. I'm just saying, using that as an example to anybody is that when a woman does only think about herself, what does that mean? now shit is starting to crumble as we know it, especially if it's the person. And that's been something just recently has started to come up for me a little bit around the styling piece is mom looks different or my wife looks different. She cares about what she's wearing or her hair is different or she's wearing lipstick and she never identified as someone that wears lipstick. And then that shakes that belief of like, can she still be the nurturer now if she's focusing on herself? And that oh, yeah. is what we will say for podcast number two, because I think I'm mm-hmm. opening a can of worms. <laughs> oh, totally. It's like a whole boundary thing. You know, that's a boundary. Just thinking about yourself. Um, yeah. It's, well, yep. We'll stop there. <laughs> I could go really far. <laughs> but it was just, that was kind of my point on baby steps is like, it was just baby steps of me, like thinking about myself for an extended period of time, where that goes. It was just. Like you were saying earlier, it's like, it's all just baby steps. It's all just action to make those decisions for yourself. This is super juicy. I learned a ton. So we were joking about this before recording. It's like, well, do you have questions? What do you want to talk about? And I was like, yeah, I think we can just handle this. Um, So I just like wrote your name at the top of the piece of paper. And I was like, I'm not going to write like any questions or prep. I'm just going to literally save this notebook for notes because I know Aaron's going to say amazing things. I love it. This is how I function. Can you imagine if we had an outline, we would have, I feel like that constricts conversations. It doesn't allow like this intuitive talk about feminine. This is a feminine conversation. This is what it looks like to come in fully confident that you and I know enough of what we know to trust that a conversation is going to organically happen and be really great. And trust that process. And a lot, and that's like that's a huge part of everything too. That the the wounded masculine is like, let's try and control it by having an outline and following the questions, even though I'm dying to ask this question, it's breaking the contract, it's breaking the structure, the outline. And that's where this is what it looks like to be feminine. It's not being weak, it's this is what a strong feminine woman looks like to be able to talk, you know. I love that you said trust the process because then that makes taking the baby steps easy because you're trusting that the next baby step will show itself. 
So juicy. The the stone will pop up. It won't pop up if you don't step on the next one, but you have to do that to get the next stone. Step on the next one. So good. So juicy. Yeah, our problem was the opposite. It was like, okay, so what is the next thing I want to talk about? Because I'm thinking of so many things at once. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely probably the managing energy between both of us, just bouncing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's hard to live in sometimes. (laughs) I'm a fire sign too. So I'm like, oh, fire. Like, where do we go? And I think I'm going to self-type myself as an Enneagram 3 because you did mention that a couple of times. So I'd be really surprised if you said I wasn't, but that's the achiever. Not to get mm-hmm. confused with the perfectionist, though. It's not really the right. perfectionist. It's the achiever. It's the look at me, look at what I did. That comes mm-hmm. up for me. So a fun times there. Oh, you. so you don't know what you are quite yet? Yeah, I think that's what I am, um, but I'm not sure. You have to tell me, I'm excited. I'm super excited to see. And then there's like, I don't know if it's a wing or if it's a, yeah. a version of Enneagram 3 that, guess what, cares a lot about looks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, ooh, interesting. interesting. But I'm not sure what the, and I don't know if it's looks so much as aesthetics, like just environments and like all of that. So I honestly, I just don't know. Um, so I'm super excited to dig into that because I've done all the human design and I've done all these other things, but I love personality stuff because to me, that oh, me too. is how, that's what style is for me is the self-expression of who I am and how I feel, how I want to feel, not always how I feel per se, the desired feeling that I'm going for in the day. Yes. We have control. Yes. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time today, Erin. This was Thank amazing. You. You definitely helped me open up some things. And where can everybody find you? Because they're like, yes, uh, here in my life. Yes. Yeah, so you can listen to my podcast. It's called Same Boat Huddle. So we're in the same boat. We huddle together and break, right? So same boat huddle. Um, then you can go to my website, erinjoycementoring.com. Uh, and very recently, I am not currently on Instagram, which is a story in and of itself. I actually have a podcast or two episodes on it. If you want to listen to that journey, it's something I highly recommend, even if it's just like a day or two cleanse. I know you and I have been talking about it too, but that's that's a big place to look at if you're dealing with confidence or self-esteem or mom guilt, limiting beliefs, live in social media. So it's important for those boundaries too. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a human. I'm a real person. I'm obsessed with you. When you email me, when you send me a message about my podcast that you listen to, or if you're interested in any of the work that I do, anything like I love hearing from people. So never be afraid to shoot over an email, which is just in the website, erinjoicementoring.com. So awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.